Hey, welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This is John McKinley, your host, and this week, Pastor Robin continues his series in 2 Peter. This week's sermon is called Holy Love. But if you want to realize the full potential of your salvation, you've got to crave the pure spiritual milk. Give a healthy appetite for feeding on the Word of God like, like a hungry newborn babe. We hope you enjoy today's message, and if you'd like, go to c3pottstown.com and plan a visit to join us next Sunday. Years ago, on a uh, New Year's Day, in the Tournament of Roses parade, a beautiful float suddenly sputtered and quit. I mean, this, this was a plain platform that was transformed into this beautiful float that was completely covered with colorful roses. You know what the problem was? It ran out of gas right in the middle of the parade. It held up the whole parade until somebody showed up with a can of gas. Now what the amusing thing about this was, the float represented Standard Oil Company. But that's not the reason I'm telling you this story. See, that describes maybe some people that you know. They work hard, they try to get everything right, but they forget the fuel that makes it possible for them to continue. As a result, they sputter and quit. And when that happens, it not only affects them, but it affects others in the process as well. Well, the end of 1 Peter chapter 1 talks about the fuel that keeps us pressing forward. Now, I'm doing something a little different here this morning. I'm, I'm going to read the whole portion of Scripture to you, and I usually just read the sections as we go through, but I'll tell you why in, in just a few minutes. So we're reading from 1 Peter chapter 1, the end of chapter 1, starting with verse 22. If you have your Bible, you can turn to that. If not, it'll be on the, the screen here. Scripture says, You were all cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart, for you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. And then he continues in the next couple of verses and says, As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. And then we begin in chapter two, and it says, so get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, You must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Now some translations at the end of that verse, instead of kindness, it says taste of the Lord's goodness, which either word is the right translation there. Love is the fuel that keeps us moving forward in the ways of the Lord. In fact, 
Your transformation begins and ends with love. I'm starting your notes now if you're following along with your notes. So if you want God to fully transform you, you must first taste God's love. We must experience the goodness of God. So I told you the reason that I read the whole scripture before we started. See, we're going to work backwards. So the, the, verse, the verses I read are at the beginning of your notes, if you're following along with your notes. And we're going to start from the bottom of the scripture, and we're going to work upward. Because Peter, the author, assumed that his readers have already tasted God's kindness. And tasting God's love is where you begin in your spiritual journey. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. The same word that was translated into goodness or kindness in 1 Peter is also the word that's used for the word easy. Jesus is inviting you to come to him where you will find that life that he gives you to live is easy. In other words, his yoke fits you so well. Do you ever go to the shoe store and you, you tried on some shoes and there's just, that one just wasn't right. That one might be a little tight. And, and, and then you finally get to one that it just fit right. It was a good pair of shoes, and you enjoyed wearing those shoes because they just fit so good. See, that's the way his yoke is. His yoke fits us so well, it's, a, it's pleasant to wear it. Unlike the demands of some religious leaders with hundreds of rules, Jesus comes alongside of us and bears the weight with us. The life he invites us to live is pleasant because... He doesn't pile us up with a, a bunch of rules. He walks the journey with us. And the scripture says he is humble and gentle and his yoke is easy. Have you ever experienced the kindness of Christ? If, have you never experienced, if you've never experienced the kindness of Christ, you need to let him come into your life today. Get a taste of him. If you're watching online, you never experienced the, the kindness of Christ. Give him a chance in your life. Taste that the Lord is good. He is kind. He is pleasant. Listen to what Paul told us in the book of Romans. He says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and pleasant God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his goodness is intended to turn you from your sin? Jesus came into the world to love us. And you know how he showed us his love? He showed it to us from an old rugged cross when he gave his life for anyone who would call upon him. He didn't come to condemn. He came to save us from our sin. Uh, don't turn your back on him any longer. Instead, respond to his kindness. Let him rescue you from a wasted life. Let him change you from the inside out. The psalmist says, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
And that's what we need to do. Turn to the Lord. Give him a chance. Taste God's love. After you've tasted it, we don't stop there. Peter went on to say, if we go up to the next verse, like newborn babes, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. So our second point is, crave God's word. Deeply and sincerely. Long for the spiritual milk of the truth. Deeply desire to get as much of the Bible as you can. We, we just read in the scripture that it says that we must crave the pure spiritual fruit. So why? We will grow in full experience, in the full experience of salvation. Now, you know, he's talking to people that are saved. He says, you know, that we've, we've heard the word and we've accepted the word. We were saved through faith in Jesus. But if you want to realize the full potential of your salvation, you've got to crave the pure spiritual milk. Give a healthy appetite for feeding on the word of God like, like a hungry newborn babe is what he says. I mean, you've seen a newborn baby when it wants its mother's milk. What happens? It cries and wails and nobody gets any rest until he or she gets a drink. And then that baby starts to suck and suck and suck and suck like its life depended on it. And guess what? Its life does depend on it. But it's the only way that baby is going to thrive and grow. And, and it's the same in the spiritual realm. If you're going to thrive and grow spiritually, then you need spiritual nourishment. You need to crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. You know, what we see with a lot of new Christians is when the person first comes to faith in Christ, they get a taste of his grace and they can't get enough of the word of God. They're in the Bible all the time. Do you have a craving for God's word? Friends, don't lose your spiritual appetite. You need the nourishment of God's word if you want to grow. You need to have an appetite for spiritual things if you want God to transform or continue to transform your life. You know, the problem today is many believers don't seem to have much of an appetite for God's word. They're content to listen to a sermon two or three times a month, but they don't have a hunger for spiritual things. And as a result, they're spiritually weak and, and they're lackadaisical in their commitment to Christ. I hope I'm not describing you. Is your passion gone? Is your appetite for spiritual things no longer there like it was when you first became a believer? Maybe you're saying, yeah, pastor, that's me. That's me. How can I get my appetite back? Well, let's move on up to verse 1 in chapter 2. He says, so get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Friends, if you're going to get your appetite back for, uh, for the pure spiritual milk, of God's word, then get rid of the junk food of hateful thoughts in your lives. 
Put away the attitudes which will keep you from loving one another. You see those five things that I, that I read to you? They all hinder on healthy relationships. Evil, evil behavior, deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, all unkind speech. They're like junk food that takes away your appetite for the things of the Spirit. So it is when you have thoughts of sweet revenge or sour jealousy or uh, ascetic slander or sugar-coated hypocrisy. How about bitter treachery? That type of diet keeps you from, hum from hungering from the things of God. And when your relationships are not right, then your appetites are all wrong. And, and you can't love God and hate people at the same time. John told us that in his first epistle. He says, if someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person's a liar. For if we don't love people who we can see, how can we love God whom we can't see? So if you want your craving back for the things of God, put away those things that hinder healthy relationships. Put away those attitudes and actions of the heart that keeps you from getting close to your brothers and sisters in Christ. And that leads us to our third step of your spiritual transformation. So we've gone up from th verse 3 into uh, the, end of uh, the beginning of chapter 2. Now we're going to come down for the last three verses of chapter 1. Verse 22 says... You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all of your heart. So our, our third point is love God's people. And all-out devotion to God's people. It's not a half-hearted commitment. We, we, it's doing something in an all-out manner with, with great sincerity. The word sincere, okay, it says um, you must show sincere love to each other. It carries the idea of doing something in an all-out manner with great intensity. And that's how we're to love one another. It goes beyond just tolerating each other. It goes beyond just being polite and nice to each other. Sincere love goes out of its way to give of oneself for another's benefit, even if you feel they don't deserve it. You say, Pastor, that's impossible. Well, I, I'll agree with you. It can be impossible. But see, the kind of love that we're talking about here is a supernatural love. It's a God-like love. So for us to do it on our own, it is impossible. You see, if we've been born again, if we've been transformed by the word of God, then it's entirely possible for us to live and love with God's help, with his transformation, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, in this supernatural way. Well, the next verse says, For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living 
word of God. So life is going to last forever. Not this body, but our life is going to last forever. We're used to the temporary, aren't we? But Peter addressed that. Peter says this, he says, as the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of God remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. He says it was preached to you, you believed it, and it changed your life. Your new life is not a result of some human pep talk. You know what happens with human pep talks? It'll fail when trouble starts to come around. No, your new life is a result of God's word. And Peter says his word will never fail. It'll be here forever, no matter what. Because of his word, your new life will last forever. Friends, do you want to be able to love sincerely and from the heart as God wants you to live, love? You can do that. You can do that. Then we need to start with simple obedience to his word. Decide to show love. Just decide. It's a decision. You know, it's not one of these things, well, I don't feel like loving them. I don't feel like that. No, it has nothing to do with your feelings. It's a decision that we make. You decide to show love. And it doesn't happen overnight. No, it's a process. But as you take in God's love, you'll be able to sincerely love others with his love. Recently, I read a description of what a person said about the process of loving. And he, he explained this in terms of preparing to run. And, and here's the question that he answered. He answered, how can I ever start to love, love people like I should? Here's the answer he gave. He said, I give the same answer to those who ask me how they can start jogging. Slow, start slow and get even slower. For the first week, the goal is to just keep moving. He said, too many people buy these uh, nice shoes and the fancy running uh, suit, and then they sprint out the door eagerly chugging as hard as they can, and they, and they go for about three blocks. He wasn't talking to me because it would have been a half a block. And, and then he says, their stomachs begin to ache, their muscles cramp, their lungs burn, they end up hitchhiking home exhausted, and they gasp this, I'll never do that again. You know, that's called anaerobic running. Running without enough oxygen. You see, it caused a body to use more oxygen than it takes in. And many people try to run that way. Many people also try to love that way. They love with great fervor and self-sacrifice, giving 100%, but without the resources to continue for a lifetime. And then down the road, they find themselves in pain and they're gasping and they're cramping and saying, I'll never do that again. You see, love, like running, must be aerobic. Our output must be matched by our intake. Running 
requires oxygen. And enduring love requires God's word, his consolation, his presence. As we love aerobically, we build up our capacity to do more and more. And pretty soon, we won't be huffing and puffing for a half a mile. We'll be running marathons. Let's start training for those marathons. It starts with a simple taste. Taste God's love. Crave God's word. And then love God's people with his love. Would you stand with me this morning? Where are you at your, in your life? Are you having a hard time maintaining the Christian life that God wants you to have? Are you at a place where you're not craving the Word of God? Maybe some of you, the only time you get the Word of God is on a Sunday morning when you come to church. Open the book, friends. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to draw you closer to Him, to be more like Jesus. That's what we've got to do. We've got to be like that newborn baby who cries and wails and screams and does everything it can do to get that next meal when nobody's listening to it. You too. Say, Lord, I'm craving your word. I need your Holy Spirit to work in me. I don't want to die of spiritual hunger, Lord. And then ask him to show you how to love other people. You see, that's, that's the bottom line of Christianity. And Jesus, he, he gave us two commands to take care of all the other commands that are written in the Bible. First one is to love God. If you need prayer this morning, you come to this altar. We want to pray for you. We want God to do something extraordinary in your life today. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Why don't you taste and see that the Lord is good? Invite him into your life. Those of you watching online, invite Jesus into your life. Chris is going to lead us. If you need special prayer this morning, you come to the altar. If the Holy Spirit's dealing with your heart right now, you slip out and come to this altar so we can pray for you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially to spread the gospel further, please go to c3outlet.com give. Have a great week.